0: Hello and welcome to the Key Hire Solutions Human Capital uh, live stream series for small business owners. My name is Corey Harlock and I am the creator of Key Hire. And uh, today we are talking about underperforming managers. So uh, let's take care of a little bit of housekeeping here first. So when we say human capital, what are we talking about when we say human capital? And it's essentially the value of the people in your business. You know, do you have rising uh, stocks with rising value? Do you have stocks with diminishing returns? Do you have stocks that are going off the market? You know, what is the value uh, of the personnel you have in your business? And that's going to play in a bit today as we talk about underperforming managers. So there are really two scenarios. We're going to just do really broad Uh, strokes here, but in in my experience in dealing with um, small businesses, there are really two scenarios where we have underperforming managers. Uh, The first one would be where you have someone who's just not happy. So uh, they've essentially quit your company, but they keep showing up every day and collecting a paycheck. So there are a couple um, reasons why this might happen. Number one, they, the culture might not be for them. Uh, or they could be a high performing person, and as a small business owner, we might be limiting their ability to do the job. Or essentially, we've hired someone who's better in their area of expertise than we are, but we're asking them to do the things, do things the way we do them. So we're limiting their performance. That's one way it can work. But the area I want to talk about today is. You have a manager who used to be great. They were showing up every day on time, doing whatever you asked them, and delivering at a high level, and now they're struggling. They're, they're missing deadlines. They're micromanaging their employees. They're making excuses where they didn't used to, and I want to kind of investigate what might be going on there. In my experience dealing with companies, this often happens with employees that have been promoted up through the ranks. So we've rewarded an employee for being loyal and there's nothing wrong with these, but this is just the progression we might see. Someone starts on our shop floor, they show up every day, they are responsible, they show some leadership capabilities, we make them a supervisor, we give them an increase. They continue to show up each day. They're enthusiastic. They're bringing some ideas to the business. So we may move them into a management role. Over the next four, six, eight, ten 10 years, whatever that is, we elevate them in the company. So as they're elevating in their role, our company is growing as well. But what happens is oftentimes we end up with an overvalued asset in terms of that employee and the way i would describe that is uh, their experience is with your company and the busiest company they've ever worked in is your company today and they've not worked with any other company at this level so not only is their experience very narrow it's very shallow you know it's not that they've gone deep into this area of their business it's not that they have a breadth of experience, they have experience in your company doing things a specific way. So they have a very narrow and shallow uh, depth of experience. And as the company is growing, they don't have any experience, ideas, training, resources to draw upon to improve your systems and create scalable process and procedure To keep up with the demands of the business, this can happen in the sales organization. This can happen in the operations organization, whatever you're delivering. Uh, I call this phenomenon the red line Miata. When, if, if you take a car and if the engine were the operation and the driver were the sales, and sales are going like this, and The the more sales grow, the more your foot goes down on the pedal. Eventually your foot gets to, to the floor. You can't push that pedal any further to the floor, meaning your operation can't deliver anymore. Time has become their only commodity and all they can do is work more, do more into the systems that they have built. The systems that the sales have outgrown the systems in the business. They're not scalable. So all we can do is the only input we have at this point is time. All we can do is work more, work harder to try to meet the demand. But we all know, you know, if you're in a Miata and you're going down the highway and your foot is on the floor and the RPM gauge is at the red line and you want to go faster, what do you do? The answer is nothing. You can't do anything. You can't put your foot any further down on the floor. And if you continue to drive the car at that rate, the engine's gonna melt, your operation is gonna melt down, your operation is gonna break. So this this is kind of a scenario where you've highlighted someone that used to be great and now they're struggling. And I wanted to give you a little background as to what might be causing that. And the answer is they don't have a breadth or depth of experience to draw upon and they don't have the capacity they don't have any experience or greater knowledge to draw on. They haven't worked for a larger company um, that they can bring those processes and, and um, procedures into your business to make a scale, to help you scale. So if, if we, what can we do about this? Uh, how can we solve this problem? And at a high level, there are really three three things we can do. And the neat thing about these three things is they all work together. You can do one at a time, you can combine two of them, you can combine all three. It depends on how, how, how deep your resources are, how much money you have, and how much time you have. Uh, and combining all three will get you the quickest result, cost you the most money. Using one at a time, there are some more cost effective solutions, but it takes time to get the results. So what are these solutions? How can we work with someone who we have overvalued, right? We're paying them more. And when I say an overvalued asset, a way to measure that is if you look at this individual and say, if they were to go into the market and find a job with another company, would they pay them as much as we have? And often the answer is no. Um, I worked with a company where you know, they had an operations person. They value that close to $100,000 a year but after kind of assessing that skill set, the, the real value of the individual was probably sixty or sixty-five thousand dollars a year. That's what they would get from another company. That's what we talk. That's what I mean when I talk about overvaluing our assets. So, what are the solutions? How how can we help the individual? Well, the first thing is uh, the first option we can do is get them some training. Uh, if I go into an operation when I talk to the operations manager. If they're struggling, questions I often ask are, well, do you you have any lean or Six Sigma training? Do you have any quality or safety training? And if they say, no, I don't have any of that, well, those are good places to start. Getting people the training that will help them with a continuous improvement program that would improve the efficiency and the production of an organization is a way to go. Cost-effective, to pay for uh, someone to take a course, but the return on that investment is long tail. It's gonna take a long time for them to understand and be able to come in and make meaningful change within the company. The second thing you could do is hire a a consultant or a mentor, a coach, someone to come in and work with that individual and teach them and come up with the ideas and, and work with that individual to implement those ideas. Little more expensive. The return on that investment might come a little more quickly, but often, you know, this consultant or coach isn't going to be there every day, and the individual will be, will be there to make some decisions on their own, but we're going to have to invest a little more money if we want a quicker result. And then the third option is to bring in a mentor, hire a mentor for the individual. Bring the experience in the house, bring the experience and the capacity in house to mentor the individual, train that individual, create a a contingency plan within the department. So if this this new hire, this director level individual comes in and teaches them after a number of years, uh, this person will then have gained that experience and that knowledge, that capacity to be able to continue the progression of the business. And what does bringing someone in with the experience look like? So if you are a five or a $10 million a year business, if you bring in someone from a large company who has been trained in lean, who has done some Six Sigma uh, Kaizen projects, who understands continuous improvement, who has worked with uh, safety programs or created safety programs, who values uh, safety first and quality second and everything else third, This person is gonna bring in that capacity and be able to train your existing staff on that. And that value will trickle down through the organization because you have that steady presence. If you look at the sales organization, bringing someone in who has sales training, who understands how to set up targets and goals and KPIs to be able to measure people's performance on an ongoing basis. Someone who comes from an organization that values sales xerox is an easy one to use if someone has led sales at xerox they probably really understand how to run a sales organization because xerox values sales highly probably above everything else uh, people that come from xerox know how to sell they know how to create a process they know how to work a process they know what activities make sense they know how to manage people they know how to uh, uh, work and manage people to targets and goals So those are the three options. You can send the person to get the education they need, whether it be in operations or in sales. You can hire a consultant to come in and help you shape those programs and work with the individual to teach them. Or you can bring the experience in house and hire that person. One thing I neglected to say with option number three is most expensive option, quickest return on investment. You're going to have to spend a lot of money to bring this person into your organization. But they will be able—they will be able to have an immediate impact on the business because they're in your business every day, and they're touching all aspects of your business and all of your people. So they're able to educate and work with each person, and develop them and give them more experience and more capacity by which you're 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 operating from. Your entire um, can or employee base now is getting educated and getting better and building uh, a breadth of experience and knowledge which they can draw upon to make improvements to your business. So those are kind of the way I look at an underperforming manager. Really often it is a cry for help. Uh, And and someone who's been with you a long time is going to have a really, they're going to be really challenged to come to you and say, I'm struggling. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to fix these problems because they've been relied upon and counted on and have been able to find the solutions but eventually the business will outgrow their ability and the telltale signs are exactly that someone who used to meet deadlines who is now missing someone who used to be a real fun person to work with and now they're they're not so fun they're making excuses where they never used to Uh, another one is they're micromanaging their people they're starting to really get into the weeds and everything else so they can say, well, I had to go fight a fire over here so I wasn't able to get to this issue over here. Those are the, those are the symptoms and, and we talked about the cures. You can get them training, lowest cost, longest return. You can bring in a consultant or a, a part-time mentor, mid-range cost, mid-range return, or you can bring the resource in-house and hire the expertise Highest cost, quickest return. Or if you have the the means, you could do all three in concert and really improve your business uh, in a big and meaningful way and create processes that will allow you to scale. This is a, a topic that's passionate. I'm passionate about because at Key Hire, this is most of the work we do working with small business owners to assess their leadership team and. Kind of find those weak spots, those constraints they have within their own personnel, and put a plan together with them to to fix it, to to remove those constraints, add capacity to their business, and create scalable processes and procedures so they can reach their growth goals. So that is where we'll end that topic. We're right at fifteen minutes here. That is our under under. Uh, those are my thoughts on underperforming managers. I hope there was some value some value for you there. Um, Matt, what do we have going on on the back end? Do we have any questions from anyone who's watching? What are some red flags that an individual might not be suited for a specific role? Great question, and and we touched on this a little bit. Things you wanna watch for are changes in their behaviors and attitudes at work. Uh, someone who is a great culture fit for the company, who has now become toxic or uh, poisonous to, to the culture, that is a red flag. Someone who has uh, met deadlines in the past, who is now consistently missing deadlines, that would be a red flag. Someone who, who used to take a lot of accountability in the work they do, and is now pointing the finger at someone else, that would be a red flag. Uh, Let me, maybe an example would help with this. Uh, I worked with a client years and years ago and we went in and uh, there was a classic case of the sales organization was blaming operations. We can't go out and sell anymore because the sales operation or the, uh, um, the operation can't keep up with the demand. And the operation was saying, salespeople are selling, they're giving unrealistic timelines and delivery dates, and we can't meet them. And we're, before we even get started, uh, we are sunk. There's no way we can do this. So after the assessment we made, we said, okay, sales are growing. Um, sales are moving in the right direction. Let's not mess with sales, but let's focus on the organization. And that organizational leader was was, again, one of these people that had been with the company a long time. They were an overvalued asset. They were great when the company was doing five, eight, eight, $10 dollars a year. Uh, they were over 15, approaching 18, wanted to get to 30 and they were struggling. They had no way to do that. So after kind of doing some assessments and, and and speaking with them, you know what what kind of continuous improvement programs do you have? Oh, I I don't know what that is. Okay, what do your safety programs look like? Well, we don't really have any. Okay, uh, they did have some quality QC uh, QA QC programs. So we were able to identify the individual just didn't have the experience or the capacity to drive the operation. Uh, to meet the demand of sales. So we did option number three. We brought in the in-house resource who had all of that training in spades, made an immediate impact on the business. And then within three months, we were able to identify that, hey, the sales department was really using the uh, operation as an excuse because they weren't really selling that much either. The sales were kind of growing organically. They weren't out doing anything. And once we cleaned up the organization, said, fill the pipeline, we're ready for it. They couldn't do it either. But what we were seeing was a lot of infighting, a lot of p- finger pointing. Um, so people were trying to create fires in other parts of the business to take the pressure off them and say, hey, I can do my job. But if these other people could could do their job, then I would be able to, but they're not. So those are kind of some of the red flags you might look for Um to see if someone's suited to a specific role. Matt, what else do we have over there? What if performance doesn't improve? Great question. Um, there, Generally, once you identify someone who is lacking the experience or capacity to move your business forward in their respective role in the company Once you decide what to do with them, depending on what the option is, the outcomes get fairly predictable here. Uh, If you choose to educate them and and say, hey, we we want to invest more in you because we believe in you and we want to move this business along and you want to send them to school, hopefully they'll be open to that. Uh, That would be that would be great if they were. And you hope they would if they're invested in the company and, and want to invest in themselves, they would take you up on that. Bringing in a consultant to, to to work with them is usually well received as well. So options one and two, educating them and bringing in the consultant, are usually well received by the individual. It shows that you want to help them, and but again, that the return on that investment is going to take longer. If you opt for bringing an internal resource in. And there's lots of ways you can communicate the reason for bringing that in, uh, this individual in, depending on the reaction you wanna get from that, that individual. When you make the decision to bring a resource into your business internally, a full-time resource, generally one of three things will happen, but ultimately, in my experience, the huge majority of time, one thing, one thing will happen. So I'll, I'll walk you through the progression when you tell someone, hey, thank you for the last 10 years of work you've done. We appreciate it, but we see you're struggling and we wanna hire you a boss, someone for you to report up to who can mentor you and coach you. Usually, no matter how, how carefully you communicate that, um, the individual feels a little slighted, especially they've started with a family business, they might've been the owner's right hand, That relationship has gotten further and further apart because as you grow, more people get in between that. The reporting structures get more kind of siloed. Maybe I'm not allowed to knock on the owner's door anymore, but we used to go for lunch every week. Things have changed Um, and their reaction is going to fall into one of three categories. They're going to be excited about it. They're going to say, hey, that's great. I, I, I welcome it. That is a small uh, percentage of the people who are gonna react that way. Number two, the communication could be, hey, we think you are not. You might not be suited for this role. We might, might not have you in the right seat. So we wanna move you to a new seat and we're gonna bring someone in to do your job. And oftentimes they will say, the percentage of people who are happy with this uh, um, solution are fewer. More people are get hurt by this. Some people will say, "Hey, that's great. I'm I'm happy to kind of be rid of this and try something new." Or the third one is, you know, they're going to get really upset and quit. Um, They're not going to want to report to the new person, and they don't want another job in the company. They think, "Why? I've been doing this job for years. You know, why do why have you lost trust in me now?" But ultimately. It will get down to uh, them leaving the business whether it is them being terminated or them resigning um, when you start bringing in more talent and they start understanding that there's there's room for them to grow and move oftentimes people get upset about that could be an ego thing i don't know what it is it's the relationship has changed the business has changed And oftentimes it will end up with uh, that employee exiting the business, either on their terms or yours. Um, And if you see that coming as a business owner, you know, I'm I'm always big on dealing, we deal with humans and there's always a conversation to be had around, hey, I see you're not happy here and you're not happy with my choices. And if you want to leave, I get it. And the least I can do for you is, you know, let me help you. Where do you wanna go? Can I make some calls for you? Can I have some connections we might be able to help? Let me uh, get an an, um, outsource uh, company that can help you with your job search and help you do your resume, whatever that might be. So we can help them with that transition. It doesn't have to be a negative experience, but ultimately in my experience, most of the time, um, 60, 70% of the time, the person will end up exiting the business probably within, you know, six months of that conversation. Matt, do we have another one? How do I ensure that positive performances, performance changes will last? And this is, this is key. If, if someone does stick, stick around, or uh, you're going to invest in the individual. So I guess, depending on what, what solution you choose, uh, the the measurements will be different. But as a business owner, if I'm going to invest in the development of my internal resources, my human capital, I'm not just going to want to stroke a check and hope things get better. You're going to want to measure that. And so how can we measure that, um, through KPIs, key performance indicators. So if you are looking at an operational side of your business, You might want to measure it by, well, we're going to put you into Six Sigma training um, and you're going to have to do a Kaizen to to get your green belt or your black belt. What are you going to focus on? How is that going to affect the business? What results can I expect? How will that improve our delivery, our quality, our safety, whatever you want to key in on? If you're going to invest someone to go get sales training like a Sandler or, or invest in having them sell, uh, uh, be better at managing their sales team, you're going to want them to start understanding the PL, uh, what, how to how to set targets, how to measure people's activities, how to measure a team correctly using probably a, you're going to want to use a CRM N- and not to police your sales team, but to be able to measure their activities and catch up and help them and understand what they're doing and where they're doing it. But by setting up the correct KPIs, hopefully you're directing them to the right activities that are going to garner the the results you want to grow and scale the business. So to ensure that positive performance changes last, the simple answer is you have to find something to measure it by. If it's in operations, there are lots of things you can measure. Start with safety and quality and continuous improvement. If it's in sales, lots of things to measure, but I would definitely start by setting some KPIs around um, meeting goals and targets and specific activities uh, that you have found through experience are effective ways at getting calls and getting people into your sales process and closing those sales. Matt, do we have anything else going back there? We're right at 27. No? Okay. Well, that wraps up our third uh, human capital live stream for small business owners. Thanks so much for spending your time uh, with us. If you have any topics or questions uh, you want us to address on this live stream, reach out to us. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We are here to work with small business owners and offer value. Uh, we do have a free consultation on our website. We encourage you to sign up for that. It's 30 minutes, it's free, no sales, no weirdness, just us helping you. Bring your, if, if we talked about something today that is you've noticed in your business or you have any other issues around your people or acquisition or creating a new role, book a session, talk to us. We'll walk you through how to do that. I mean, that's what we're here for. So we're here to help you. We also have a YouTube channel where all our content goes up. So I'd encourage you to sign up for our, uh, or like, follow our YouTube stations. So whenever we post new videos, you kind of get uh, eyes on those first. And finally, we have our LinkedIn uh, Key Hire page where we post lots of content and ex- some exclusive content up there for you uh, to keep you informed and hopefully offer you some helpful tips to make your business better. And improve your team and the performance of your team. So until uh, when's our next one, Matt? In two weeks. So we'll see you guys again in two weeks. If there's a topic you'd like us to address or any questions you'd like us to answer uh, on our next live stream, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, stop grinding, start growing.